Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Our text today will be taken from the reading in the Gospel of Matthew. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for your boundless mercy that was shown to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that this mercy would be found also in our hearts and on our lips and in our hands as we love our neighbors, we speak words of forgiveness to our neighbors, and we serve our neighbors. And we ask you, Lord, to use us for your sake so that mercy would be found in your church and in this world. Now, O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. If there is something that makes for good television, it is uh, true crime drama. I don't know if you watch those shows, but I always find myself not really wanting to watch those shows, but when I do, I am suddenly captivated by them, like 60 Minutes or, or 2020, where they're doing like these true crime dramas, and they're following these people uh, throughout to figure out what crime they committed and why they committed it. Uh, they also have these on podcasts now, if you ever listen to these uh, true crime podcasts, they're really quite fascinating. But it's really interesting. You watch these things and they have interviews with all the people who witness stuff, interviews with the friends, interviews with people who were there. And what you do is you watch for every salacious detail to see if you can't figure out how to put the crime together and to see who's done things wrong. And, and why do we watch these things? For that satisfying moment when they're caught. We love it when they're caught and condemned. Justice being served. That's what we want. And don't lie, you know it's also why you now watch the evening news. Because in the evening news, you are there hanging on for hope that your least favorite politician is going to be caught and get what they have coming. You know, after all, they're in the wrong party. This is what we are entertained by. This is why we watch television. And that's why perhaps today our parable is so satisfying. Because the bad guy gets busted. The guy who does all the wrong gets caught. He treats people like dirt. He betrays his master. Oh, and he gets justice. Boy, is it satisfying, right? Well, not really. But I will tell you, as I read this, I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we had like an interview with somebody who was there? Like if we could listen to an interview with one of the eyewitnesses of this event, of this parable that took place, wouldn't it be great to have that? As it turns out, I found one. I found the interview uh, with one of the people who witnessed this event from Jesus' made-up parable. So today, we're going to read that interview. And I think there's some interesting details here for us as we go through this. So uh, the interviewer here today, her name is Joan, because I think every interviewer's name is Joan. Uh, and the guy being interviewed, his name is Joe. And so it goes like this. Joan begins. Can you tell us your name and where you were when the incident happened? Joe. Well, Joan, my name is Joe, and I work for that great and wonderful king of this here land. And you have got to know, he is the most incredible sort of king. He seems to know everything. And I'll be honest with you, Joan, that can be a little intimidating from time to time. Actually, it's kind of terrifying, because he doesn't forget anything. He always seems to know when his subjects are out of line. And he keeps very strict records. Nothing gets by him. I sometimes wonder if he can't read my thoughts. It scares me. Anyhow... He knows everything about everyone and everything that's going on. And so one day he decides, looking at his sheet, that it's time for him to call in his debts. And this is fine, except for old Ed. This is very bad news for Ed. Because Ed, he got some pretty bad debts. See, Ed, he ain't very trustworthy. 
He always borrows and he never pays back. He always blames others for his debts. He slanders the boss behind his back. Now, I'm, I'll be honest, sure, we have a pretty fun time when Joe's out buying drinks, but we all know it ain't his money he's spending. It's, it's the king's. The rest of the money he's got, he uses to help pay for his family because he's burned up the rest of his funds gambling and drinking and so on. Anyhow, so it goes. The king comes to old Ed and one day demands that he pay him back. And Ed, we all know he ain't good for it. And after we saw the ledger, we were shocked. The amount of money that Ed owed would take roughly 60 million days of work to pay off. That puts Ed in jail for a long, long time. So the master gets mad and he threatens to sell off Ed and threatens to sell off the whole family. And Ed, he starts blubbering and begging. It's almost shameful the way he's pleading with the king. But that king, I mentioned he is an incredible king. He just smiles at old Ed and says, you know what? Forget it. Let's forget the debt altogether, Edward. And he calls him Edward. How about that? He shows that sinner respect by using his baptized name and everything. Man, that king is something else. He says, Edward, listen, I'm going to eat that debt. I'll take the blow. I'm going to go ahead and, and burn up the ledger here because I'll tell you what, Ed, I ain't interested in your payment. I'm interested in having you and your family in my kingdom because I love you all. I ain't going to have your debt stop that. So I forgive you. I forgive your debt. You are free to go. And that was that. I mean, I ain't ever seen anything so beautiful in my life. And you know what else? That king, he does that for all of us in this kingdom. He just forks over mercy and forgiveness like it makes him richer than money. I mean, I truly believe he would rather die than have that debt hang over our heads. And I mean, I believe that. I believe he would die if he knew it would mean setting us free. If he knew it would pay our debts. Joan. Well, Joe, that is quite interesting, but it sounds to me like you got the sort of king here that people will take advantage of. Joe, why would you think that? In fact, that king shows mercy, and it's like becoming the air we breathe around here. You breathe mercy in, you breathe mercy out. That's what my granddaddy used to say. It's like clean air. That fresh oxygen of forgiveness gets at you, and it drives out that noxious air of vindictiveness and retribution. I'll tell you what, we ain't afraid of that king. Because with him, his perfect love drives out our fear. Joan, but now you know this isn't always the case, is it, Joe? I mean, I asked you earlier about the incident with Ed, and you haven't gotten to it yet. Joe, oh, you want to talk about Ed's incident. I suppose, I, I suppose we can, though I'd argue that the king's mercy is the real story here. But now that you bring it up, I suppose it is a tragedy and a warning to us all to take all that mercy in and never breathe it out. So here it goes, Ed is set free by our king, and he is a good king. Did I mention that? He's an amazing king. But Ed, he's let off the hook, and he's just as happy as can be, and he's just been given a whole new life to be lived. He has been set free from prison, free from millions of dollars of debt. I mean, it is incredible what this king has done for him. And then he sees old Frankie. And he and Frankie were close. They were friends. Frankie had done some stuff to Ed. He owed him some money, not a lot of money. Ain't nothing like what Ed owed that blessed king. And I tell you what, can you imagine that debt being forgiven by that king? All that grace and forgiveness, he just absorbed the debt. Uh, Joan interrupts here. Uh, please, Joe, focus. What did Ed do when he saw Frankie? Joe, oh yeah, sorry. He lost his temper is what he did. He ran up on Frankie and started hollering about all that Frankie owed him. And now this was something. I mean, Frankie was no saint. He sure had hurt Ed in the past. He'd done stuff that was really painful and hard to just ignore. 
And Ed was probably concerned that if he didn't shave Frankie down, Frankie would get away with it. I mean, you are afraid of that, aren't you? We all are. You hear it all the time. You can't just let someone walk all over you. You can't let them get away with it. They'll be free to hurt other people and so on. So Ed runs up on him and demands the money. Frankie, all of a sudden, he starts blubbering and begging, just like Ed did before the king, that gracious and merciful king. But all that mercy Ed breathed in, well, it wasn't breathed back out. Ed demanded justice. He demanded retribution. He was no doormat. He wasn't going to show no mercy. He took old Frankie and he threw him in jail until he could pay Ed back. I mean, he owed him for sure. He was in debt to him, no doubt. But after all that Ed had just been forgiven, you'd think he'd have some kind of mercy to show. Ed, you could say, was rich with mercy. But he wouldn't share it. He wouldn't give it out. He held it all back. Joan, and you saw this happen? Joe, oh yeah, me and the boys, we saw the whole thing happen. We saw both things go down. We were so shocked we couldn't stand it. So we went and we told the king and we told him what we had seen. We figured maybe he could get old Frankie out sooner or something like that. That's the sort of king he is, you know. He likes to let people free. But the king, boy, I tell you, there's one thing he won't have in that merciful air of his kingdom. is poisonous air by unrighteous demands for retribution. Mercy triumphs over justice, he always says, but if you won't show mercy, he won't have you around getting in the way of his work. He loves to show mercy. In fact, being in this kingdom is a merciful thing. It's an act of grace to be a member of this community, to be part of this kingdom. If you're going to move in here and withhold mercy and show no grace and hold your enemy's sins over their heads until they pay you back, until they deserve it, well, you're just going to poison the air and the king won't have that. So he comes and he throws that in jail, telling him he's going to stay there now until his debt is paid. And make no mistake, that means he ain't getting out. Joan, sounds like Ed got what he had coming all along. Now, that doesn't make the king sound all too merciful. Joe, ma'am, with all due respect, the only thing that gets him this mad is someone getting in the way of his mercy. And looking for a reason to not show mercy, that's a bad place to be. I mean, just look at Ed. That man been forgiven 70 times, seven times. And the king was just standing ready to do it again. But this is a kingdom of mercy. And those who demand retribution to feed their egos, those whose pride and fear stopped them from fighting to forgive, those who silence the word of mercy, well, you ask me, they don't want much to be in this kingdom anyhow because it ain't going to work the way they want it to. Joan. But now, Joe, forgiving like that, showing that sort of mercy constantly, that seems impossible. Joe, impossible? Ma'am, it requires a miracle. But I'll tell you what. It is a miracle that that king is proud and at pains to perform. He's done it for me. And I'll tell you what, he's done it for you too. Why wouldn't we want to do it for others? I cannot fathom that. So what I say is this. When you can't forgive or you won't forgive, why not cry out to this king for help? He'll help you. He wants to do, all he wants to do is let mercy reign and to let forgiveness be the air we breathe in and out. So you turn to him. You turn to him for that sort of help. You ask him to forgive your hard heart and you ask him to forgive and teach you to forgive the people uh, that have hurt you, get you to follow him in this forgiveness and you, you hear me, he'll listen. You ask him for that kind of bread, he ain't gonna give you a stone. I mean, have I mentioned he is a merciful king. Tell you what, Joan, we need more of that sort of thing. 
and a little less of these demands for retribution around here. But I tell you, boy, oh boy, is that king happy to give out mercy. Joan. Joe, thank you for your time today. Joe, you've got it. Pastor Bob, amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks that you have graciously brought us into your kingdom and you are a king who has shown us an unfathomable, unfathomable amount of mercy. But Lord, we pray that as we are now rich with mercy, we would be bold to share that mercy. When we have been hurt, Lord, teach us to forgive. Lord, where we are in difficult relationships and hard to figure out spots, we pray, Lord, that you would teach us to go forward with wisdom, with guidance, and with mercy, just as your Son, Jesus, has come to us. We thank you that through him our sins are forgiven and our debts are paid. It's in his name we pray. Amen.